0: Well, there's relief for the Bulldogs and I promise you that chair will have Michael Chamis in it very shortly. But Jamie, where to now for a Rattle Dragons?
1: Yeah, look, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with Paul McGregor in the next 24 to 48 hours. But that was unacceptable from that playing group today. They need to come out of the boxes and play like their season was on the line. They didn't do that. They didn't change anything during the week. They just changed personnel and it didn't work today.
0: Well, there'll be plenty more to discuss happening on Inside the NRL. So let's dive into it and see what else is coming up on the show. We cross to the post-match press conferences live to hear both coaches' reactions. Plus, how long can the Broncos use youth as an excuse? And another game changer, the panel debate if forward passes should be referred to the bunker. Dragons simply dumbfounded why the Bulldogs build confidence after that 22-2 win. We're not sure if there's any real winners from that game. Both coaches under severe pressure to keep their careers alive. Jamie. Uh, I was about to say Jamie (laughs) Chamis and Michael Soward. I'm already twisting my words, but we will have those press conferences live coming in very shortly. We did just see some of the post-match vision showing um, Paul McGregor shaking hands with Ken McInnes, the skipper. What do you take out of that game, Jens, and, and where to for the Dragons?
2: Uh, well, as a former great, Jamie, I imagine it's a yeah. very sad day for you. I know you were pretty disappointed last week, and if you weren't disappointed, you'd be pretty disappointed after the performance against the Bulldogs. If it wasn't the end last week, it needs to be the end tonight. And for the Dragons, they had to start fresh. Paul McGregor's time at the club has to be over. And whether it's his fault or not, it has to be over because today was diabolical. Like This is a Canterbury team, and they're gutsy Canterbury. They haven't got the most skilled players. They always play above their weight. And the Dragons, it just threw absolutely nothing at them. And As a former player, you must be sitting back tonight and thinking, how have things gone so bad with such a talented roster?
1: Yeah, that was tough to watch. I mean, last week was embarrassing for the club and the players, and tonight they just doubled down on that. Uh, There was no intensity early on. You know, there was no... And I, I, I was excited by the fact they brought Clooney in. I thought that that was a right change by changing up the halves, but... Yeah, you know, they only moved one player. All the play went to Ben Hunt. Yeah, you know, that's the structure they trained for all off-season. So it was never going to come in and fix it, but I thought they might have done more with the ball. But, you know, defensively, there was no punch with their running. There was no second phase, no push anytime someone come out a dummy half. We could sit here and, pull, and the whole show could be pulling apart the Dragons and their attack. But that was really disappointing. And the devastation I saw on James Graham's face was they're only four, four, four rounds in.
0: Yeah, Jamie you can tell They're only they're, four rounds in They're absolutely in. deflated But you actually wrote on Being a former player at the Dragons You wrote on your Twitter You were asking fans What What do we go to? What do you want to ask me? They came in with lots of different sort of questions One was Is this the saddest day for Dragons in their club history? Is it?
1: <sighs> um, it'd be pretty close It'd be pretty close Dragons fans are, are very, very They're loyal they get on you when you when you're not playing well, and they. But they'll be they'll pack Cogger Hill when yeah. you are rolling. Yeah. And I've been there through both of those times. And they are those scenes right there are, are what the Dra- as what the Dragons fans are feeling. You know, it could be the saddest day in a long, long time for such a talented roster. I, I just can't understand. I can't comprehend. After the week they have had,
2: they get to the game and they're three minutes in. We saw some exciting football at the start. There's some chips a chip over the top. And they get an opportunity to to attack the Bulldogs, and they take a kick, kick a goal, Mm -hmm. and take the two. Like to me, that is so negative. Well, and if if that's the message from the coach after three minutes, and with your team desperate to show something in attack, having not scored a point against the
1: Warriors, surely that's the wrong call. Yeah, well, this is the start of the game. You just see here, Corey Norman gets a set restart, chip and chases, which yeah was mind-boggling at best. They're on the attack here. They're on the run. You see the Bulldogs. They're struggling to get in position. And then the message comes out, they get the penalty here, right, this is a team that hasn't scored a try last week, didn't score one today. And look at the Bulldogs, hands on hips from Napa, hands on hips from Josh Jackson, they decide to take the two. James Graham was questioned about that in his press conference after the game by the team at Fox League, and he said that all 16 clubs would take the two. I totally disagree. I totally disagree. We have never been more uh, aware of teams not taking the two and taking penalty with the way the game's being refereed. And especially, that is the first set. If my team didn't score a try last week, Ben Hornby would be saying, We've got to get some confidence here. If they go down and score, they win that game. They, they just don't have any confidence. And that shows Cam McInnes just went two, that was the set plan. It looked like a team that was trying to save rather than and be cautious rather than go out and win the game. It says a lot about the
2: players mentality because they've heard everything this week right they would have heard all the noise about Paul McGregor if they come out and put a performance out like that what does that say about how they what they think of the coach and their willingness to fight to save save his job if they actually cared they would have put in a better better performance than what they did. They had eight weeks off to produce two, two games without a try against the Warriors and the Bulldogs the two teams plus the Titans that we all expected to be fighting for the spoon. It's not good enough. And it's eight weeks off to prepare for that. It's simply not good enough.
0: But, Gents, is that why Mary's so deflated? And you can see that post-match because he has no answers. The players, James Graham, like you mentioned, his hands on his face. It looks like he's crying because he's so deflated that they can't get the result for the coach.
1: Someone asked me on Twitter, who's the problem? And we spoke about last week, it's easier to get rid of a coach than ten players. You can't make those roster changes. It's an everything problem at the moment. Okay. It's an every. It's a it's a club oh. at the moment. Yeah, it's it's yeah players. It's coaching staff. It's it's everything at the moment. That yeah, it doesn't look. They don't look excited.
0: Yeah, they
1: do not look excited to play. Yeah, eight weeks off. We were so excited to get back here and do our show and see some footy and work in footy. Eight weeks off playing rugby league. You dream that everyone wants to do, and they are not excited at all. Do you part ways with anyone? I know the coach is the obvious one, but is it time to
2: say, hey, Ben Hunt? hey, Corey Norman, we'll pay X amount of your salary, it's time to move on. Not because, you yeah, know, who knows if anyone will take them, but do you just t- try and blow things up, start again,
1: and look I, at I, something I, fresh and exciting? They, uh, they can't afford to. But putting a 5.8 in at fullback just to keep him in the team, he should have been playing 5.8 today, Corey Norman. Did, I don't know if he wanted to play fullback. Ben Hunt should be 9. Every, every person I listen to is saying that Ben Hunt should be 9, Cam is thirteen. Mm. And you look at him, and Ben is a fantastic player. We've seen what he can do on the big stage. But he just is not enjoying either the game plan, and he's in a form, some, and I've been there. And the only way you can do it is either play your way out of it or you get dropped. And that's it. And I was, I was, I got dropped. I got dropped and had to fight my way back. But at the moment, he needs to be in at nine if he's going to be in the team. And other than that, I don't know what they do. Hats off to Dean Pay though, and
2: to cannery because... Oh. That they are the, the, thing, the Dean Pay and the reality is Dean Pay is struggling to, f- to save his job, and he probably will not save his job, regardless of what happens the rest of the year. But they're punching above their weight. They are, they are trying. You cannot accuse Canterbury over the last three years of not having a dig. The same can't be said about the Dragons.
1: I'll tell you what. I was really happy for Kieran Foran today. i really happy. He fixed their attack. Their attack, you know, It was if Kieran Foran didn't play, honestly, two 0 probably would have won the game because both teams' attack has been awful this year. Kieran Foran straightens it up. He looks like he's organising. It allows Lachlan Lewis to play his game. The Bulldogs are really gritty in defence. They just need a little bit of experience in their halves to be able to get it done. I think the Wake and Foran uh, combination is the future, but I was really happy for Kieran Foran to fight his way back. So much time about his salary and working back from injury, he was able to get out there, and he produced what a guy that looked like hadn't played footy for a long time. Get out there and excite. His ass was hanging out the first 20. I'll tell you that. But he was excited, Katie, and he got yeah. the job done through excitement. And that's what no – one, no one in the Dragons is carrying injury like Kieran Foran. Yeah. And there's no excitement there. Is, is Kieran Foran
2: part of the dog's future? He's off contract end of the year. He's not going to get a million dollars. But just say he agrees to a $250,000, $300,000 a year deal. If you're Canterbury, do you keep him?
1: I look at what the West Tigers have done with Benji Marshall and Luke, Luke Brooks's development – And I think Kieran Foran has to be on their books for the next year, maybe two.
0: I think you can see with one player's return, and it is only one game, but Kieran Foran changed the attitude of that entire team today. And they come out and win 22-2. Not saying that it was just Kieran, but you did see such a change in in the attack, like you mentioned, Jamie. We will hear from both of the coaches very shortly here live on Inside the NRL if you only are just joining us. But there is some more breaking news that we will get to. And that's, of course, Josh Reynolds. Um, Michael, can you tell us what has just broken out today.
2: Yeah, the story this afternoon that Josh Reynolds tested positive yesterday on the way home uh, from the airport. Uh, they arrived, the, the Tigers, late last night uh, f- into Sydney Airport because they couldn't land at Bankstown Airport because the runway was too wet. So the Tigers landed at Sydney, caught a bus back to Bankstown where Josh Reynolds then drove home at about one o'clock in the morning. He pulled over at McDonald's for a bite to eat and was, uh, was then tested uh, a positive drug test then came back and he was taken to the police station, where the second test, the oral test, came back negative. So they're now waiting on the results, which generally take three months. So, all right.
0: Thank you. Paul McGregor is joining a press conference live. Let's hear from the coach.
3: Jesus Christ. See so blocky. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Oh, I'm disappointed. You know, we didn't get ourselves a chance. Um, Started the game okay, but um, just turned over possession. The wrong areas didn't stick to anything for long enough. Made another 100 tackles in the opposition. The opposition had another 41 play the balls, which is seven sets of footy. So while we continue to put ourselves under fatigue in the wrong areas uh, at different times, we're never going to win back momentum with or without the ball. So, um, yeah, you know, that's, that's again backs up last week's game. It's not good enough. Mary, if you've like got you to give, are you concerned that it might be you that has to give? Uh, I'm not scared. Um, if if that's the word you're looking for I'm you know, I'm I'm an optimist Um, but I'm a realist and I know that our team's not playing well enough at the moment and I'm the coach of that and I've got confidence and belief in my team at the moment they've lost a fair bit of it in themselves I think Um, so look I I accept the blame if you had a message for the at the moment, would we'll be to just keep the faith with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got that, asked that question before, but... Um, ..you know, the thing is, when I did get signed, um, it was after we were, you know, beaten in the second semi-final and we won four of our first six games. I'm still the same coach, we're just not getting the results at the moment, so... Um, you know it's tough times, and well, you know we just got to make sure that we we perform a lot better than what we are right now. Could you
1: understand Eric? They made that. I mean, you're the only team that doesn't want to game this year. Could you understand if the club decided some, something needs to change? Look, this can't go on.
3: Yeah, our first two games we were in a winning position on both of them. Then we've had obviously the ten weeks off, and our last two games since we've been back have been poor. Um, so, if they make the decision, I'll understand it. Um, I'll be disappointed, obviously, but uh, again, I understand the situation and, and there's conversation around it every day, which doesn't help your team, doesn't help your players, doesn't help the club, doesn't help the fans or the sponsors. So, you know, if that decision's made, I'll wear it.
1: you feel like the backing, Mary?
3: I've certainly got the backing of the players and the staff. Um, and no one from the clubs come forward and said anything to me. So uh, yes, Are you still the man to turn it around. Do you believe absolutely, in the staff? absolutely. Why do you believe that? Well, I believe in my players, and I've got confidence in my staff. I know how hard they work through the week. We're just not going out and playing the way we're doing things, and that's the disappointing side of it. Yeah, two
2: weeks in you yeah, haven't scored a try. Is that on? you? Is that on the halves? Is it on the forwards? like setting a platform? Where does that responsibility
3: yeah, lie? I think it's on the whole game and all of us, you know, staff and players, all 17, but when you're doing the amount of defence we're doing at the moment, it puts a lot of pressure on your attack and people are tired and they're not being in the right position, and not reacting, so we're not getting any momentum around it. Um, thus, when we get in positions, we turn the footy over. So, um... It's a combination of a few things. That's why I've been making change. I'm looking for the right balance. Do you think
0: it's about
3: route again changes? Do you think you need more changes to try and find something? At the moment, we're just... I'll have a debrief with the coaches soon, and so we watch video till 3 in the morning and then meet at 7.30, and players are coming in at lunchtime, so all them decisions will be made then. You can see a little bit of that because they expect more from one another. Yeah. Yeah, I do. That's the that's a frustrating thing for me. Yeah, I, I do. That you know I've got good good contact, eye contact. You know, with the guys, I see how hard they work, and the enjoyment they have one another in, around one another, and um, but we're not playing well. Pressure and the constant conversation around your future in the club. Is it being borne out on the field now? Is it affecting the players' performance? Any conversation that's been around for the last week would have to have some effect on players, but you've got to ask them that. Um, for myself, it's, it's there. I don't look at it too much or read into it too much. People tell me about it, obviously. Uh, our media guy lets me know what's, what's going on. Jack, due to the fact that I've got to do media a couple of times a week. so. Um, but look, I, again, I understand that right now, um, the last two two weeks haven't been good enough. And when I'm, I'm under pressure, I understand that. Is it. Good? Is there anything
1: that any <laughs> obviously the criticism and that, Mary, has there ever put a dent in, in your desire? Do you ever, have
3: you thought at any point, oh, I'm jack of this or I don't want it? No, nah, still... look, I'm enthusiastic, I still enjoy. And I have the energy for, for what I do. And again, I've got confident belief in myself. So, um, you know, I've certainly got a passion for, for, for rugby league and what I, what I do. So, And I know I, be, I can get it done.
0: Thanks, coach Mary McGregor there he said that they didn't give themselves a chance he said that he's not scared about his coaching position he's a realist and basically the club has lost confidence in themselves now what about what did you take away from the vibe that he gave off there in that post-match press conference Michael
2: Oh, to me, I think he's, he can see the writing on the wall. The, the inevitable decision is probably going to be made, if not tonight, by the club, club power in the coming days. And I think you get the sense from Paul McGregor there. He looks a defeated man. I know he's talking that he's optimistic, but, Jamie, from that vision there, you can see a man that's probably deflated and given up.
1: He'd be forgiven thinking that it was the last round and they'd just failed on missing the eight. You know, This is a long way to go for those playing group. For the club, yeah, you know, I think that if they rip the band aid off and make a decision, they can start getting on with life. They can start, you know, thinking about right who are we want to come in and lead the club What's back. The, who? Who? Who's the who's the right man? Because
0: And is it the right band aid?
1: Rip the band, rip the Band-Aid off. Like they just, the longer this goes on, you're not that performance didn't change from one week to another. So the longer this goes on with Mary, and then you know, Ben Hunt gets the pressure because of his price tag, and all the other players. The longer it goes on, the more it festers up, and, and the worse it will get. So if they just rip it off and come and come with the coach, I don't know who the best man is. I, should, I, I said Craig Fitzgibbon. I think that yeah, after all the sports I watch in the world, if you pick from the right tree, I look at what Adam O'Brien's done with yeah, Newcastle exactly Knights. Right. Yeah. He's come from Craig Bellamy and Trent Robinson, two of the best coaches in the game. Uh, Trent Robinson, the latter, was last year. So Craig Fitzgibbon's done his apprenticeship. Maybe he's the man to lead him back.
2: The other one, I think, is, has sort of been left out a little bit is Cameron Sorrell. The Penrith have a big opinion of Cameron Sorrell. I'm not sure if you played under him there yeah. or played with him probably at the Panthers. He's obviously... Uh, in and around the mix but Craig Fitzgibbon you you make the point about Adam O'Brien and what he's been able to do with Newcastle someone made the point to me today they sort of copied what the Roosters have been able to do and he's taken the systems of the Roosters to Newcastle and and the Dragons well he's a club legend he's played, played in the grand final there in 99 I know he moved on but I think someone who understands the
1: club isn't the be all and end all though it's, oh, it's I totally agree. It's the best person for the job. I've said this forever. Mm. You know, this was the Bulldogs. You know, they wanted to get someone who's a Bulldogs person. If the best, if Trent Robinson comes off contract tomorrow, and you don't have 15 <laughs> clubs ringing him, <laughs> yeah. you're mad. So, yeah, I just think you know they just need to get on with the job. And it was it was very hard watching today.
0: How do you look at their next three rounds coming out? Oh, we've got Dean Pay here. We'll cross to him live now. Good dog. <clears throat>
4: His it uh, dog. It's a, uh, it was a better performance, mate. So, um, you know, we played Manly last week. They're a really good, good team, you know. So, um, we needed to be better, improve off the back of that, and that's what we did tonight. So, it was pleasing. Yeah. Hey,
0: you
4: a of wood. Oh, I, I get asked this a lot, mate. You know, my job is just to focus on what we're doing. Um, you know, I've said it before like it's you know it's difficult on the family and you know all, all my friends and everything else they, I think they get more worried about it than what I do but um, you know, my job is to make these players better players
1: was the most pleasing part of that that you clearly you could see from the outset the effort was there defensively like it was a much better showing than it was last week is that the most pleasing part. Yeah, the effort was there last week
4: too, but we just didn't execute what we were trying to do. So we were better tonight in those areas. So yeah, you know, we completed 22 from 23 in the second half. So it gives you a chance.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, he done his job. Um, you know, he's just brought him off at the end just to give him a spell. But um, you know, he made 25 tackles, done his job, uh, played really well. So you know, he gives everybody a lift in the place and. He's helping our young young boys along, so done his job really well tonight.
3: Dean, I know you're happy for yourself. Do you feel a bit for Mary as well?
4: Yeah, I do, really. I yeah. feel feel a lot for him. He's, you know, we've been mates for a long time and um, he's going through a tough time and you know I I, I really feel for him.
0: No, it's your not up to me,
4: them. mate. Yeah. That's not up to me. That's
1: it. All right.
0: Sweet. Thank you. Well, that was a pretty short and sweet press conference there from Dean. Oh. Not much to say. I guess he's, he's lucky to Home for an ice week. cream
1: Sunday and ready to <laughs> move on to the next I think week the
0: reporters day. were probably more concerned about Mary's future, um, but he did... Did feel for Mary, both of them are, are close mates, so a nice win for the Bulldogs there, 22-2. to two.
1: We're not questioning Mary. I, I've, I've played under Mary. I know Mary you know, personally. We're not questioning his, him as a person. This is no. purely business. And for, if, we, if we're going to come out and call out the Broncos and Anthony Seabold about you know, the biggest club in Australia not performing, the Dragons are pretty close up there, uh, one of the biggest fan bases in, in Australia, even in sport. Yeah. So it, something needs to give. Well, the club has gone backwards for ten years, James. Since the premiership, the
2: club has gone backwards because you're right. They should be the biggest club in the country, and they have the biggest, arguably the biggest fan base outside of Australia. Mm. They're, 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 a, they're, a, they're a club that should be successful on and off the field, and for some reason, since the club has won the premiership, and I know because I've grown up a Dragons fan, obviously seen a lot of the, the good and bad times, but the club has not, it hasn't lived up to the hype in any way since that premiership.
0: You say that it's the biggest club arguably outside Australia. Don't forget the random South fans that you see all around the world too. They're probably close up there. Now, we did start to talk about Josh Reynolds. Um, we will take the, the release from the club. They did release a statement just moments ago. Um, they're aware of the matter with Josh Reynolds and the New South Wales Police from June 8 um, after they did arrive back from Queensland 2.50am. As you can read there, he did have to undergo a roadside alcohol and drug, drug test taken by the Sutherland Police Station, for a higher level test as per normal protocols. The test returned a negative result and Josh was subsequently released without charge. The NRL integrity unit were made aware by West Tigers earlier this morning and have been closely working with the club since then. The club will be making no further comment at this time. Michael, is this common? For players and I guess the general public, when you get tested and pick up as a positive return.
2: Well, it does happen, but what isn't common is that the the second test comes back and changes again. So the good news for Josh Reynolds, and he's told the club I've done nothing wrong. He's adamant mm. he has done nothing wrong, regardless of what the first test had indicated. So the reason he was pulled over was because he was he was driving unlicensed. His license had expired expired, and the police pulled him over there. So he has nothing to worry about. He'll be at training tomorrow morning and they, the, the club is aware that it could take up to three months before they get the results back from that second test. So uh, at this point, uh, Josh, Josh Reynolds has nothing to worry about.
0: What does that mean for, for his playing future if it takes three months, or is he fine? Oh,
2: he's fine. He, yeah, he'll okay. be at training tomorrow, and he'll okay. be available for selection. I don't think they're going to pick him. Unfortunately, for Josh yeah. Reynolds, the way Harry Grant and Billy Walters are going at the moment, well, they might after the shock loss to the Titans. Who knows? But there's nothing to worry about for Josh Reynolds. He's been cleared. He hasn't been charged. His only misdemeanor in this situation is driving unlicensed. Why are
0: you? Li-
2: are
1: you li- oh, I just want to know what the McDonald's order was that he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I mean, I, we need a little you bit of laughter. down see, the road. It's been so serious. Uh, <laughs> the start of the show. I just yeah. Let us know. Josh, can you just
0: inbox me? <laughs> <next>? <laughs> well, I, I, do, I do take credit to Josh, who also did post on social media to be upfront with his fans because he has been in the limelight a bit in recent weeks and he did uh, write a series of tweets explaining his movements there, saying he did get some food. He didn't tell me what his order was from McDonald's <laughs> um, and they conducted an alcohol and drug testing. The alcohol test was negative. So um, then the false positive. We've, we've been through these before. He was then released without charge. But the, the great thing is for Josh, that he has that platform to explain to fans and, you know, even the media. Because for us as journos, we're, we're calling and we're trying to find out what the news is as I've, soon as something starts. I feel
2: sorry. For, if, if, if he hasn't done anything wrong in this situation, which it looks like he hasn't, I feel sorry for him. The 12 to 18 months he's had, pretty much since he's left Canterbury, everything that has gone wrong, mm. could go wrong, has gone wrong for Josh. So hopefully this is the end of it. He gets back on the field. And has some, uh, something to look forward to.
0: Which brings us to our next point. With another round of Rugby League, there is always another round of headlines. And we can't look past Sunday football, of course, the Knights and the, uh, the Raiders. 34-18 victory for Newcastle. Again, last week you both spoke about how, um, I guess, the Knights were so good at backing up and resilient. Again, they showed. They did it. They put on another performance against the grand finalists.
1: They were resilient last week, but it was the addition of some class. This kid on screen can't, I mean, my goodness. If you haven't watched Rugby League before and you're you're watching the NRL for the first time, watch the kid in the headgear because he's an absolute superstar. They just, they out-muscled Canberra. It was the worst I'd seen Canberra play defensively and without any aggression for a long time, and Ricky Stewart was filthy. Yeah, he's got got some decisions to make, but... Yeah, you know, I wonder how much of it was taken out of the effort to go down to Melbourne and win that clash down there. And you know, they weren't great in the second half. So I think Newcastle they get all the yeah you know, just desserts. But yeah, Canberra, I was I was concerned for Canberra yesterday. Yeah, there, there was
2: some uncharacteristics, the uncharacteristic, de-
1: uncharacteristic
2: defence. I'll get it out eventually. <laughs> but you touched on Kalen. Uh, and the, the kids that are coming through at Newcastle Bradman Best was sensational for them. Wow. Uh, we saw the week before Tex Hoy, they've got young Tex Hoy there so the future is so bright and Kalen to me, he can be to Rugby League what Sonny Bill should have been if he stayed in the game. He will be the face of the game for the next
1: decade You here know what, for- last week I'll, I'll, I'll own my uh, comments Last uh, the other week when you said that this team could win a comp in five years with Kalen re-signing. I didn't think I saw it but yesterday I saw enough from those young guys. If they can continue to develop...
4: While we're going back, can <laughs> we go up.
1: back a little if bit more? If they continue to develop, I still think they need a six because Kurt Mann, yeah, I just don't know if he's going to run the ball enough in those big games. And Canberra, if they played again tomorrow, Canberra wouldn't be that bad defensively. So... But I will say that, you know, if those young guys continue to develop, because we've seen Penrith over the last couple of years have the great young crop, yeah. haven't been able to push on. Yeah. You know, gotten to a certain level and haven't been able to do it, whether they do it this year or not. Broncos, you know, just a little bit young. I just wonder whether they lack that extra head, uh, older head around the other uh, halves to be able to get the best out of if Mitchell Pierce is having a quiet game. You
0: changed your mind pretty quick about well, two I, weeks ago. He did, yeah. That's fine. I'm happy to,
2: it. it's I, I, happy to own I'm happy to own it. My memory, if memory serves me correctly, you had something different to say a couple of weeks ago. Maybe we should have a listen. Oh, I can
1: see them finishing the top four. I you? had them missing the eight. And you still have them missing the eight? All right. Uh, yes.
2: Now, let <laughs> me ask you again. Do you still have them missing the eight? They're going to
1: win it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, no, they'll be in the eight. I apologise. Hey, but I'm the... Ki- in the I, four? I, I, on a, uh, you just
0: said they'll win it, so... I
1: don't think in the four. I think five to six maybe, but... If you're watching this and you're an NRL coach, (laughs) which I know you all are... Hey, last year I kissed Parramatta very early to finish last Brad Arthur you're welcome hey, Do you know who <laughs> will be happy O'Brien? about that? Adam O'Brien get my number and uh, you'll be happy with it. <laughs> The
2: Dragons win next week It's Paul McGregor the greatest coach of all time he's <laughs> safe
0: <laughs> He'll change his opinion real quick there was, another, there was another talking point you both mentioned that Ricky was very un, um, unhappy with how his men performed they played Storm and had to back up Knights go and play Storm this week so it'll be interesting to see how they back up but Ricky described the defence as the worst defence in two years and said that his played. Were manhandled. Do you agree? Do you think they played like children, as he said?
2: Yeah, it was yeah. the camber of old. It was the camber of okay. the,
1: Beat the you years. Yeah,
2: that's right. That's right. It, it, it's, it's a it's got they've gone back two years, but I think they're a good enough team that next week they come out.
1: Oh, they play the Tigers this week. There will be fireworks. Yeah, trust me. Ricky Stewart will bunker down. You know, Josh Papali was outstanding, but you know those fringe guys, Horsburn, and so they will come out. There will be fireworks yeah. this week.
0: All right. Well, we've got to talk about one of my favourite games yesterday. Titans won. <laughs> they broke their 14-game losing streak, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hopefully they can continue that one on. But what did you take away out of that match against the West Tigers?
3: Look, uh,
1: look. whether the Titans win 10 more games or only a couple more this year, I was happy to see Ash Taylor you know, actually involved in the game. And you see this play here right at the end. A lot of these guys have been there for the 364 days that they've gone winless. A long pre-season... I believe in Justin Holbrook and I think it's going to take time to get that roster right but yeah they're going to beat some teams if they turn up like this every week it's just a matter of those young guys getting consistent enough to do it from week to week
0: Was it a master stroke for Justin to name Ash at 6 and keep uh, put Jamal at 7
1: Oh they did it last week Yeah but is that
0: good for for his mental state or
1: Well it didn't work last week they got belted by 30 so I think Jamal Fogarty's are fine they need a fullback I think Philip Semi would be perfect on the wing they need a, a gun fullback Plus, they need some leaders as well. You know, Jared Wallace didn't play last night. I'm not sure if he was out to injury, but no, but and Shannon
0: Boyd didn't play yeah, either. Got dropped. Yeah, you know, or they've
1: rep players. You know, Foto has been the leader in their forward pack up there. Joy Arrow ha- upped his involvement, which is important mm-hmm. yesterday. So those guys, they they need their experienced guys to stand up week to week. And
2: taking up a lot of money as well in the salary cap. So if yeah. you want to if you want to clear the roster and bring your own players, and you got guys on big money there for a long period of time, both so. those guys could find their way under pressure if. Well, it, I think also it takes a long time to rebuild. It's not as easy as just a two-year switch and you're done. Look at Cam. Ricky's in his seventh year at Canberra. Mm. Only last year, six years in, did he make a grand final. Like, it takes time. Look at Newcastle. We're talking about five years, six years of rebuilding. So I don't
1: think the Titans will expect but, or are expecting. But the thing with those clubs is they're given time to rebuild because they're not seen as cellar dwellers. Mm. You know, Garth Brennan, fantastic guy, great coach was given a year and a half to change that roster around Mm -hmm. and get the best out of it. I hope that Rebecca Frizzell and and that Titans group see what Justin Holbrook, the vision, and it may take five years, and he may not be there when they're successful, but he's the right man for the job. I'll tell you what's a concern. The West Tigers cannot beat the teams they're supposed to be. They just can't. It's their problem for the last, last week. I, they, they'd solved their number nine problem. They hadn't had a, a solid number nine or a combo since Robbie Farrar before he left the first time. They get it right last week. They turn up. It's 12 nil. Put the queue in the rack. Let's go back yeah. to Sydney with two points. Then all of a sudden they're in a struggle and they're having to play. And, yeah, it was... I mean, if you're Madge, you're thinking two points that you should have come back with and you should be building into a blockbuster against Canberra. Now, you've got to go back to the drawing board and come back with different ideas to try and get this team going. If they miss the eight, they will look back
2: at that game as the reason why. Every year, they just miss the eight. A, led-
0: at this game? This
2: game. Yeah. They, they, that's two points in the bag for most teams.
0: But
1: it's, a,
2: due to the it's a
1: defensive game as well. Yeah, they've, they've led in 42 against the Knights, 28 against the Titans. Yeah, That's... They're not teams that are going to rack up massive points, no. especially the Titans. 28 against the Titans, the way they were going. Yeah.
0: manager's not afraid to say some uh, serious words. Let's take a listen to what he had to say in the post match press conference.
1: Yeah, you know,
4: poor execution, uh, discipline, all the little things of our game, which, you know, as a club, that's what we're stri- striving towards. But, you know, I'm sick and tired of the ups and downs of performance, as simple as that. I mean, we need to change that. That's what this club has been. Um, I didn't want to say that, but that's the truth. And the truth is that we need to fix it as a playing group, coaching staff and everyone, is that we need to change the way this club does things.
0: So exactly what both of you were, were suggesting before.
2: Michael Maguire is notorious for saying absolutely nothing in press conferences. The fact that he was as animated, then that's animated for Michael Maguire, to admit something (laughs) like that, that must be eating away at him inside.
1: Well, there's a a saying that coaches get two blow-ups a year. Mm. I guarantee he's used one of them last (laughs) night. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He
0: was trying to hold back. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right, it's time for something a bit more... Jamie, what's your sweet or
1: sourd? <laughs> yeah, look, I went soured this week. Um, just some confusion for me in and around watching all these games with the six again rule. I'm seeing rucks that are slow, that are, are just letting go by the referee. You look at this one here, no six again you know, by the referee. Then all of a sudden, the next one, uh, you get a chance. It's it, For me, Michael, it can become... Last week, the referees, we didn't know who the referees were. This week, we probably saw too much of the referees. And this is one of the bedbugs of the NRL. And... Des Hasler, you could sense in his frustration in that game that the inconsistencies from referee to referee each week are going to become a problem.
2: I'll tell you what it is. It's coaches watching replays and thinking, OK, how can we exploit it? Because that's what they do. They sit back and look at every single detail and work out ways to exploit it. And I'll tell you now, the NRLs noticed that the, the 10 metres, it's every, seven. It, yeah, well, they, they're rushing off the line before they even play the ball. And it's going to be hard for one referee to police. Maybe they have to go back a couple of minutes just to give a little bit mm-hmm. because they know they're going to jump the gun.
1: I hope that the referees take notes from week one when we resumed
2: mm-hmm. and they look back
1: at their games and then they come out and fix the problem because this was not a good week. A drastic change from the referees, too much involvement and the six again rule wasn't policed consistently across the NRL this weekend.
0: But is that sneaking in because they don't have two refs?
1: No, it's not. Okay. That The first week they were fine. They backed themselves. We all... The referees weren't there. This, that's how we want it. This week, too much involvement.
0: Okay. Well, that's Jamie Sweet or Sad. We'll hope we can get a sweet one out of him next week. It is now time for the Casualty Award brought to you by Go Healthy Vitamins. Well, it's been another hard week for the Newcastle club with Kurt Mann being ruled out from the club's match against Melbourne with an ankle injury. The number six went down in the second half and had his ankle strapped before eventually subbing off with four minutes to go. Adam O'Brien confirmed he would not move Calum Ponga to six. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the halves. Jerome Hughes will miss up to three weeks with a broken hand. Melbourne confident his teammate Josh Adokar will play this round managing a rib cartilage injury. And a longer turnaround will play in Victor Radley's favour the Rooster recovering from a twisted elbow while the club is confident James Tedesco is on track to return this round. Now in other injury news, Cronulla could welcome back Chad Townsend and Andrew Fifita this week. Cowboys lose John Asiata for four to six weeks with a meniscus injury, while Jack Whiten has to pass the necessary HIA protocols. And as we saw a little earlier in the second half, Brayden Army did leg the field with an ankle injury. We will have that updated by tomorrow in NRL teams. But that is all for this week's Casualty ward, brought to you by Go Healthy Vitamins. All right, now time for hit or miss. First ones first. Forward passes should be referred to the bunker. Hit or miss. Jamie, right up your alley. Go for it. Hit,
1: hello, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, look, we're, we're watching for the ball here. Obviously, this is the one from Saturday night, Tom Trubojevic. Now, it is possible, people out there, it is possible to throw the ball backwards and have it float forwards. The rule is, as long as it comes out of your hands backward. and on this frame right here, Katie and Chamis, it clearly does come out the back and floats forward. I think the touch judges, for a long time, have been putting themselves in a bad position to be able to call these forward passes. And there's two types of passes. There's the Matty Moylan arms where you can see when he throws it forward, and then there's a a flick. Listen. There is a flick of the wrist like Tom Draboyevich there, which shows that it clearly goes backwards out of his hand. miss for me. I,
2: I, I like the idea of introducing some sort of Hawkeye technology, if the game can afford to do that. I think that's the right way to go. But we were lucky in that situation. That Fox Eagle cam or Fox, whatever they call that camera, it was right in line and it was the perfect angle. If we didn't have that angle and we're going to the bunker and debating something we can't see properly, it's a risk. We go to the bunker faster. 15 times a game anyway. Oh, so why do you want to go even more? Because that cause co- That's two points. Manly should have won that game. I'm not saying we shouldn't refer. I think we need a better system. If that's if we got a Hawkeye technology that shows that
1: it goes backwards and then goes. Okay, forward. so you don't want to waste time going to the bunker, but you want to use the Hawkeye technology. To see whether it goes backwards or not out. Yeah, because it's you can out look of the at hands. hands. Is that look- a forward pass? No. Right, so what are you talking about? Well, it doesn't mean they should go to the You're bunker on the fence. every time. No, I'm not on the
2: fence. Mate, there's no guarantee Tom Trabojevic scores in that situation. The, the cover defense gave up. I think it was Dylan Brown and Sean Lane. Have a oh, look. Oh, God. away. Have a look. Uh, just play that again. It wasn't even time. Talk- play sorry, it, again. Go, play uh, it again. Play it again. Uh, play it again. Dylan you Brown. Me, have a look at Dylan okay, Brown and stop. Sean
1: Lane. Let me commentate right now. Trabojevic out the back, right? Yes. Watch this. Okay, okay look at Dylan look. Brown stops. He's oh, given up. Please. He hasn't really tried. He's not so trying to hold what about Gutherson, him up. Dylan Brown, and Michael Jennings. Did they give up? Sean Lane and Dylan Brown. The only two that could have got there, stop chasing. Answer the question. What? Sevo is a bad read from Sevo. Jennings has no idea here. Look, doesn't come up with the play. And Gutherson, for all money, thinks I need to stop this here. Short Gutherson Lane, does, of course he does. Look, Sean Short Lane, Lane can't get there. What's he gonna do from he there? The Sean Lane. If
2: I know Dufferson held him legs, up he long enough, I'm not saying thing. he would have scored, wouldn't have scored, but there's a chance that he, def- he would have been held up by the cover defense.
0: Oh
1: please! Anyway, there's my argument—it's a
2: forward, it's not a forward pass. That's all I had to say. But I don't want to go to the bunker every time. Next question, Katie. Try.
0: you two done? Yeah.
1: I, it's a try. I've, it should have been a forward. Uh, You're saying Shane, Sean Lane gave up? It yeah. Was and Dylan Fifteen meters from the play.
0: So you're a dragon supporter or are you an eel supporter? I'm really confused. I think I'm actually. <laughs> as I on said, Jamie's next office. question.
2: Let's go. Yeah,
0: wow, Anthony Seibold can't keep using youth as an excuse. Before I get both of your inputs, so I want to take a listen to Matt Lodge and Payne Haas.
4: You know the age thing. Like some people have been thrown criticism are right. The young thing and the age and that doesn't matter. If you're here, you're an adult and you're full time. You're required to do the job.
1: Obviously, age it doesn't matter. Once you once you step foot on an NRL field, um, that doesn't matter. You know if we're here to do a job and. Um, we all got faith in one of the steps up. So I don't think age is an excuse. Um, I'll put
0: steps up i um, to do the job. So players are pretty adamant they can't use age as an excuse. Anthony Sebold did make reference to how inexperienced his side was in their loss. Uh, biggest history, biggest loss in the club's history, hit or miss? Uh,
2: yeah. Using I, youth as an excuse. Yeah, I, yeah. He, he can't keep using it as an excuse. And he, he gives the players an excuse when he comes out and speaks about it. That's the two biggest losses in the club history. What, they, it's in the last five games now. They've lost 58-0 to Parra in that semi and 59-0 against the Roosters. I think the, I think the inexperience of Anthony Seabold is showing here. He cannot deal with pressure very well. And the fact that that team didn't own up to their mistakes and avoided them. Anthony Seabold should have went in there and said, you both go out there and you front the media and you explain yourselves because that was unacceptable. But he didn't and they didn't do media and they had to come out the next day and cover it up. I just think Anthony Siebold's youth in coaching is showing a little bit here.
1: Yeah, I, I agree because you look at that experience he had at South Sydney, he had some some leaders within that group there that if a performance like that, he wouldn't have to say anything because you could go into the sheds and you know the G.I., mm. Sam Burgess, you know, those experiences got John Sutton, those guys would stand up and they would own that performance and they would have fronted the media. But uh, just too many excuses. You know, too many excuses. If you take the field, I don't care if you're 16 or 35. You know, Paul Gallen didn't have an excuse at 37 you know, for people to try and take him out each week. So I, I don't want to hear the excuses. Brisbane, just Paul, they need to be a lot better going forward. Otherwise, they'll miss the eight.
2: Well, the reason they have the young team is because of the changes he's made. You can't make the changes, get rid of the older blokes and say, oh, hang on, it's the young kid's fault because... They're only there because you made the changes. You got rid of your Josh Maguire's, would, your Andrew McCulloch's. Would Wayne Bennett have gotten more out of these youngsters? They were on the trajectory on a path up, and they've plateaued, if not gone down.
0: Okay. Last question. Mitchell Moses will be the Blues' halfback in 2020, hit or miss? I can't believe we're talking origin. It was you Jamie's can, idea. You
1: can't. Uh, look, I think we Mitchell's been fantastic, the opening couple of rounds yeah, in the NRL, but... We need to pump the brakes. Yeah, Nathan Cleary was pretty good in the first two games himself and hasn't played a game yet. So, um, origin's a long way away. It gives us something to talk about. I've liked what I've seen out of Mitchell, his composure. Being able to slot that field goal, you know, play two, was a real mature play, which is what I want to see from Mitchell. But, for me, Nathan will still be the fiver, uh, the halfback. The other one is Mitchell Pearce. Don't forget if Newcastle
2: go on a run. To me, if the, if the teams are picked now, no, he wouldn't be the halfback. That's but if Cleary, Parramatta... Keary. Well, it's, and there's Keery as well. But if Parramatta go on a run and win a comp, and given the origin is after the grand final, I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge Fittler for picking Moses if Parramatta win the comp.
0: Okay.
1: His right. first two series, Nathan Cleary, they've won. Just saying. Well, they won game three without him, to be fair. Well, it's 21. But I,
2: I would pick Nathan as well. But I'm saying if Parramatta go on a run, finals form is more important than ever because...
1: I'll say this. I think Mitchell Pearce is ahead of Mitchell Moses. It's Cleary, Pearce, Moses. Fair. For now. For now. Yeah. Wow.
0: That was really nice. You both <laughs> agreed. All right, our last question. Latrell Mitchell will be dropped. <laughs> I'm only joking. Sorry. Last last week, Jamie got very upset or sensitive, sticking up for his mate Latrell. And actually, you were going to suggest how well he played on the weekend. Oh, he
2: did. I see he improved last week and he improved again. Hopefully, they keep improving to the point where they win because unfortunately, it'll be a season wasted if they don't go on a run. They're one from four now.
1: And they need to start winning. They've played the Roosters. They played the Broncos. Doesn't Pre-co- matter. They're one from four, Jamie. Pre-COVID, right? Did Latrell Mitchell improve improve at fullback on the weekend? Of course he did. They get Cody right. Walker and James Roberts back. So I don't now want to hear any more questions is about centre or fullback. This, this was show.
2: supposed to be a fake question anyway. What are I'm we doing debating show. it? It's a fake question. Fake <laughs> news. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, I said what it is fake news. But it's it's a worthy one, and we thought he played well. All right, Jamie's not going to be talking to me until next Monday. Great. Time for your power rankings, Jamie, please. <laughs>
1: This week's Power Ranking saw the Brisbane Broncos with the lowest drop I have had in Power Ranking's history. They made their way from 6th to 10th. They were absolutely awful the other night, Michael Chamis. I don't know what to say about the Brisbane Broncos. I don't know where they go to from here. Two weeks ago you were talking up as top eight
2: contenders. And they've plummeted off your rankings. So, uh, look, it's trouble for Anthony Seabold and I know he's got a long-term deal but there's some serious question marks over that football team
1: yeah one team that doesn't have any question marks was the Sydney Roosters absolutely outstanding 59 points to nil I love the way they got themselves into the game physicality wise they didn't give the Broncos a chance to be able to get on the front foot and Kyle Flanagan looks like he's settled in in that number seven role
2: your boy Kyle Flanagan you backed him I thought I thought he'd be in a little bit of strife if the Roosters didn't start winning but he he looks the goods now
1: yeah, he certainly does. I love watching Kyle play. The organisation between he and Kiri, Kiri is still the main man, but it's their system that allows Flanagan to be able to go in there, play his own game. He goal kicked great the other night. I think he had nine goals as well, but he's really settled into their pattern of play there at the Roosters. Another team, they were gritty on the weekend. They weren't perfect. The Cronulla Sharks. Sean Johnson needed to go up there with a positive mindset. It wasn't his greatest vintage Sean Johnson game, but they got the job done. They flew in, it was a hit and run mission, and they get the two points.
2: And that's a long trip to make in a day. So I I'm I'm a big Sean Johnson fan, and I'm, as we spoke about with the Dragons, it's the coach's responsibility to get the best out of him. He hasn't forgotten how to play, as we've seen throughout certain stages in that
1: game. We'll have to wait and see where they fit Matt Moylan in this week, but that's this week's NRL Power Rankings.
0: Okay. I'm sporting we're sporting the great beanies now for the Mark Hughes Foundation. Beanies for Brain Cancer Round is coming up next week. So make sure you purchase one of these. I promise you look better when you're wearing your hair down. <laughs> Can you show the guys, please? Take me out of shot.
2: <laughs> oh good changing. I wanted, I wanted oh that one.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm happy with mine. I'm going to pick a couple up from... Uh, you can get them from IGA too, yep. but fantastic cause I love the way the NRL community comes together to support these fantastic initiatives, women in the league round, <laughs> and especially this Mark Hughes one. It's a special weekend.
0: It is a special weekend. You can also purchase them from Lowe's or on the website, themarkhughesfoundation.com.au. That's it for this week. Make sure you tune in tomorrow at 3.55 for NRL teams. The host, Zach Bailey, is back with Brett Kamorley and Robbie Farrar. It'll be interesting to make. see who is named in that rooster side with James Tedesco overcoming his flu symptoms from last week. Hopefully he's good to go. But I they think he
1: might to... be in it. I've just got an inkling James Tedesco might be at fullback next week. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pop too. 81. Happy birthday, Jeff.
0: Are we doing this again? Is it shout-out week every week? There we go. Okay, I know my roommate was very upset with me last time, so Alexis Mavrantonis, there you go. <laughs> shout-out to you. Do you have a shout-out? Jamie's no, done it. No, Jamie's done it twice I've got to home
2: go and put the kids to bed and so say, come on, let's do it. <laughs>
0: okay, no worries. <laughs> Until next Monday, have a good one. <laughs>